Three Dog Thursday on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of Shows is brought to you by BetQL. BetQL is your home for the info you need to make yourself a smarter better. Plus, the Super Bowl special they have gives you 50% off their premium data. Just go to BetQL.com, promo code SGP50. That's BetQL.com, promo code SGP50. We're also brought to you by Better Than Vegas. Better Than Vegas is the home for the avid sports better, providing insights, analysis, and free betting picks from cappers and bettors, including the crew from the SGPN. Better Than Vegas, it's like YouTube for sports betting. Check out all their free videos at betterthan.vegas. That's betterthan.vegas. We're also brought to you in part by Better Edge. Better Edge is a stock exchange for sports bets, allowing you to buy and sell betting positions like the stock market. The best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG. That's right, no VIG, and it's legal in 40 states. Sign up at betteredge.com, promo code SGP for a free $10 bet. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com, promo code SGP. Football fans, it's time to go on the record for this week's matches in pro and college football with just one catch. We're only interested in underdogs. Who can keep it close if not pull the outright upset? Time to find out. It's Three Dog Thursday. Now here's your host, TJ Reed. Well, we have flipped the calendar to February, and here we go with the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 55, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in their own home stadium taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. You know I'm geeked. You know I'm amped. You know I'm excited. I'm part of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers radio broadcast. Super Bowl in your own home stadium. It has never happened before in the NFL, and now it is about to be a reality on Sunday night. Great to have you with us here on the only digital radio show that is devoted to those underdogs exclusively. We love talking up the doggy angles. Yes, we throw in other proposition bets, obviously, for the Super Bowl and in other sports and stuff. And uh, we, all, we always look at over totals or who the favorite might be. But we're, we're definitely partial, preferential to the underdog, to the little guy, to the one that's not supposed to get it done. And I love the fact, by the way, that my Buccaneers right now are minus three or a plus three or plus three and a half, something like that, with the Chiefs being favored to try to go back-to-back off their Super Bowl win over the San Francisco 49ers from a year ago. I love the Bucs being counted out. Weren't they counted out against the Saints? Didn't I come on this podcast and tell you, go with the Buccaneers? Weren't they counted out two weekends ago at Lambeau Field? Oh, it's too cold. It's Aaron Rodgers this. Buccaneers outright win again. So now I'm saying to you, I love the fact that everybody's talking up Kansas City, Mahomes, the back-to-back, the regular season win. We're going to get into all of it and why I believe B-U-C-C-A-N-E-E-R-S, go Bucks will be victorious in this game. So much to get to, so much to cover. I've got guests on the way. In fact, uh, straight ahead, I'll tell you up front, Brian Edwards has been traveling as uh, as we get ready to put together Three Dog Thursday here on Wednesday afternoon and evening. So Brian only available later on Wednesday night briefly while traveling in a, in a layover situation at Hartsfield Airport in Atlanta trying to get back from being out in Reno, Tahoe. Uh, so Brian will be with us to give us some Super Bowl insight, etc. at the end of the show. At the very end of the show, not as usual long two segments, but plenty of good stuff from him about 
why he likes the team that he likes and some of the prop bets that he'll be looking at for this weekend. So Brian will be at the end of the show. That means the YouTube podcast, the roundtable, the YouTube show will be up first here right after I'm done setting things up. Jason Cole, National Football Writer, Pro Football Hall of Fame voter, uh, author of the Elway Biography book, A Relentless Life, that is out. Love Jason's insight on the NFL. Get his thoughts on the Super Bowl. Get his thoughts on the Hall of Fame balloting, etc. And joining him from the Sports Gambling Podcast Network of shows, my buddy Ryan Kramer, he and Sean Green on the Sports Gambling Podcast uh, that we love being associated with their fleet of shows, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Ryan's got some great uh, angles, prop bets, in particular in and around the Buccaneers, which is music to my ears and what he likes for this weekend. So we'll talk lots of Super Bowl 55, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, and more with Jason Cole and Ryan Kramer off the YouTube roundtable here in a little bit. And a reminder, whether you found us through a social media link or off the Sports Gambling Podcast uh, .com website or the network of shows, subscribe. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. Love to get you to subscribe and five-star rate us and review us. Uh, wherever you get your podcast, and you can rate and review the podcast more and more. We'll see it. Uh, again, another big January has completed where thousands and thousands and thousands of you are finding Three Dog Thursday. Thank you for continuing to listen. Thank you for continuing to spread the word. Subscribe away, though. Keep the subscribers coming. Uh, here in the show will come automatically to you. Football done for this weekend with the NFL ending, but lots of college basketball from February through March, March Madness, uh, the Final Four, etc. We're right here for you on Three Dog Thursday. Brian and I and some college hoop guests, etc. will be going great guns even after this weekend. I am so excited, as I mentioned. I'm not going to sing the Pointer Sisters. I'm so excited and I just can't hide it. Uh, I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it. That's from the early 1980s. Love, I had that cassette and wore that cassette out from the Pointer Sisters. But let me say this. Having been associated with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers radio broadcast on and off for the last 21 years, um, it is a thrill and a privilege to be on the call with the mighty Mean Gene Deckerhoff, Hall of Fame voice of the Bucks, already in the Florida Sports Hall of Fame, Um, We'll get to call his second Super Bowl on Sunday night as Tampa Bay takes on Kansas City and Mahomes and the Chiefs. Our analyst Dave Moore on the call played for 13 years with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, has now been on the Buccaneer radio broadcast for some 14 seasons, some 27 seasons associated with the team. He'll get to broadcast the Super Bowl. And I get to be part of it down in the operational zone for the call of the game, just like when you're watching on TV when you'll see Tracy Wolfson and Evan Washburn and uh, also Jay Feely down there for CBS. Westwood One's got the national radio call. I'll be down in and around there on the Buccaneer radio broadcast call through our radio network, the Buccaneers mobile app. You can hear us on Sirius XM if you subscribe for the call of the game for Super Bowl 55. What a thrill. Um, as I keep saying on radio interviews that I've done everywhere. I mean, folks, I've been on in Las Vegas. I've been on in Richmond. I've been on uh, Jacksonville, Memphis, Denver, on and on. Nationally for CBS Sports Network on uh, Sirius XM's Mad Dog Radio, WFAN in New York. And I love doing all of this because, again, the Buccaneers haven't had a postseason like this and a postseason run in 18 years. Going back to January 2003, the 2 season and John Gruden's arrival, that's the last time we were this relevant for this long. And here the Bucs are for the Super Bowl in the second time in franchise history trying to deny Mahomes and company the back-to-back. I remember being in old Qualcomm Stadium that they've now blown up and torn down in San Diego. 
They blew it up early on in January in San Diego. 18 years ago when John Gruden had been traded from the Raiders to the Buccaneers before the 0-2 season began for two number ones, two number twos, and $8 million. Ridiculous to even say that in the present day for a coach. And the Bucs rocked and rolled with five Rich Gannon uh, interceptions in the game. Dexter Jackson, the MVP, with two early picks. Dwight Smith had a couple of picks uh, later on in the game for touchdowns. Derek Brooks had a had a clinching interception return for a touchdown. The defensive MVP of the year. Mike Allstott, a touchdown. What a great night in San Diego. And now, some 18 years later, we follow it up with a night in Tampa. In, uh, in the Tampa Bay area, but Tampa, Florida, and Raymond James Stadium cannot wait for this to unfold, a rematch of a regular season win by Kansas City. And I'm saying it now and saying it proudly. Uh, I love the Buccaneers in this spot with Tom Brady and the fairy tale ending and all the weapons the Bucs have. They are a different team than when Kansas City beat them the first time. Vita Vea on the defense that we'll talk about, getting pressure up the middle at defensive tackle. He was hurt and not in the first matchup. Kansas City's defensive line or offensive line, excuse me, banged up. Advantage Buccaneer offensive line or Buccaneer defensive line, excuse me. So Chiefs, let me say it again, Chiefs offensive line with a serious injury um, uh, to their left tackle, Eric Fisher. They've shuffled around a couple of other offensive linemen, going to have a backup center playing. That's advantage Buccaneer defensive line for Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul, and Dominican Sue, Vita Vea. They're going to get after Patrick Mahomes more so than what they did in game number one. And I, there are a few assurities here when we get into all the prop bets. But Tyreek Hill getting 200 yards again in the first quarter receiving. Don't go with that. The Bucks are going to be all over him, especially early on in the game. Maybe Kelsey's beating them or Miko Hardman or another receiver. Sammy Watkins, can he play or not Sunday? We don't know. But for the, for the Buccaneer defense, they've been much more locked in. Ask Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. They gave up one big pass play in the first half, one touchdown drive in the second half. But other than that, they took, they took the ball away. They sacked him. They got the stops they needed. Ask Drew Brees with the three second-half takeaways in the Superdome by the Bucs defense for that win. So uh, Devin White roaming all over the field at linebackers. So thrilled for Levante David in his ninth season. Eight previous years, he only had two winning seasons, no playoff appearances. Thrilled for him. Thrilled for Mike Evans, who came to this team as a number one pick in 2014 and has had nothing but losing seasons, basically. One winning season in his tenure. We'll see what the Buccaneers have in store, but I, I feel great for those guys uh, the, that have been long time around here hurting and waiting for an opportunity to win. A lot of losing and a lot of losing for the fans in the area that are going to be excited. Some 22,000 will be in there. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk uh, with Ryan and with uh, also Jason Cole on the YouTube roundtable about some proposition bets. I really love Devin White as a long shot to win the MVP, the Buccaneer linebacker. You're going to hear me talking more about that on the roundtable and with Brian Edwards a little bit later on. And how do you go against Tom Brady? The 33 playoff wins, the six Super Bowl wins, and this will now be the 10th appearance. Uh, how do you go against that? Um, and again, if he gets this, who's touching seven Super Bowl victories? When no active quarterback has more than two, and that's Big Ben Roethlisberger with two, and how much more is he going to play? Russell Wilson won Super Bowl win. Uh, Aaron Rodgers won Super Bowl win. Right now, Patrick Mahomes, if he doesn't win this game, will have one Super Bowl win. Who's getting the seven out of the active quarterbacks? I know Bradshaw and Montana have four. Troy Aikman has three. 
But who's going to get to seven Super Bowl wins out of the present crop if Brady gets this? So, so much to talk about. I am so ready for Sunday. Uh, This is therapeutic in a way, though, to, to help me talk about it with my guests and with all of this. Let's get into it from the spread angles and everything that's going to take place. Lots of Hall of Fame conversation coming as well from Jason Cole, who's a Pro Football Hall of Fame voter. They're going to reveal the vote. They've already had the vote. They did this virtually, their meeting. So typically they would do it on the Saturday of of Super Bowl weekend. They've already done the meeting. They've already had the vote, but even the voters don't know the results yet. They'll find out on Saturday. Jason will talk more about that. Ryan Kramer, Super Bowl props. And again, our handicapper from MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider, Senior Handicapper Brian Edwards with us in the final segment with more on Super Bowl 55. Let's get rolling with all of it right now. YouTube Roundtable coming up shortly. But first, let's tell you about all the Super Bowl gambling that you can do, including with our Sports Gambling Podcast Network squares for the Super Bowl. The Sports Gambling Podcast Network giving away $500 in cash via Super Bowl squares. It's easy to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares. Submit a screenshot of you leaving a review and get your square. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash squares. Of course, we've got a squares contest for the Super Bowl at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We're also brought to you in part by BetQL. You want to get an advantage over the sports book when it comes to betting the Super Bowl on Sunday? You need to download BetQL, the only app that you need to make smart bets. They've got you covered for everything with data for over 80-plus prop bets. The algorithms have simulated the Chiefs and the Broncos over 10,000 times to find the best prop bets for the big game coming up. BetQL has sharp data also on college basketball, the NBA, the NHL, but most of all for this weekend, the Super Bowl. So if you want the inside edge, see what the pros are doing, see who they're backing, you need to check out BetQL. And they have tons of sportsbook offers for you on the slates for this weekend. Go to the App Store, go to the Google Play Store, And make sure to use our promo code SGP50 and get 50% off your first subscription. That's right, 50% off, promo code SGP50. That's betql.com and our promo code SGP50. We are also brought to you in part by BetterThan.Vegas. It's an all-new, completely free website sharing thousands of handicapping videos. It's like YouTube, but it's for what the DGENs only care about. Of course, the DGENs only all part of the Sports Gambling Podcast, the network fleet of shows. The best part is you get to watch all the video picks from the Sports Gambling Podcast network crew and what they're posting exclusively over on BetterThan.Vegas. They cover all sports, the NFL, college football, college basketball nba will be here soon as well if the free video picks aren't enough they're giving away cash one thousand dollars to the handicapper that wins the most units and a thousand dollars to the handicapper that has the most followers make sure you subscribe on the sports gambling podcast network page sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv better than vegas btv sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash btv so you don't miss out on any of these videos head over to better than dot vegas that's better than dot vegas to see more 
We're also brought to you in part by Better Edge, the stock exchange for sports bets that allows you to buy and sell betting positions live like the stock market. And the best part is it allows you to bet with no VIG since you're buying positions from other sports bettors and there is no house. You can play for money in 40 states and they're doing weekly college basketball contests right now. We're talking tons of hoops from here on out here on Three Dog Thursday. And on Wednesday and Saturday, pay 10 bucks to enter and each user starts with a balance of $1,000 in edge coins to wager on the games. The player with the highest earnings takes the entire pool of entry fees. It's like a battle royal winner take all. Find the link under the competitions tab to get in for just 10 bucks. Sign up today at betteredge.com. Use our promo code SGP. Get that free $10 bet as well. That's B-E-T-T-O-R edge.com. Promo code SGP. Dogs are barking. Who will get it done this week? Three Dog Thursday now continues. Here again is TJ Reeves. Indeed, it is Super Bowl 55 and so much more. Welcome in, everybody, to the YouTube roundtable. As I always love to say, if you're only hearing us on the audio version of the Three Dog Thursday podcast, Apple's podcast, Spotify, Google podcast, come see what we look like through YouTube. God help us. Uh, with what we look like, but we're doing the best that we can here as part of Three Dog Thursday. Without further delay, let me say hello to my guest, national football writer, uh, pro football Hall of Fame voter, and author of a new book out about John Elway. He's written a bunch of books about pro football, but John Elway, A Relentless Life, came out during the football season. And let's say hello to Jason Cole once again on the Three Dog Thursday podcast. My friend, how you feeling as we head towards the Super Bowl? I am feeling fantastic. It's a, it's always a great week, although it's a weird week this year, obviously, but um, a great one. I think it's a fantastic Super Bowl, so I'm really looking forward to it. We're going to talk more about that in a moment. Also with me from the Sports Gambling Podcast, one of my guys, he and Sean Green, Colby Dan, all those guys with the Sports Gambling Podcast, their network of shows, which we're obviously affiliated with, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Hello, brother Ryan Kramer out in Los Angeles, California. How you feeling? Well, I mean, it's a great time to be alive. We got through the football season. We're staring down the barrel of the Super Bowl being played in your backyard with uh, Mr. Tom Brady. He got it done. How about that? It's crazy. And and obviously, I mean, I'm in the bag for the Buccaneers. The guys on the YouTube uh, roundtable can see this. Come find us. I've got the Super Bowl <laughs> champions hat in the background for Mojo. I've got the yes. shirt on today from the Buccaneers win in 03. So you know where my allegiance lies here. I'm part of the Bucks radio broadcast. This is crazy stuff. And I'm going to go ahead and put this up on the screen. Jason Cole to you first. It is the first time ever that a team plays essentially a home game in their home stadium 55 years of super bowls now yes the rams of 1979 did play at the rose bowl not their home stadium yes the 49ers and jason may have been at both of these i don't know 49ers beat dan marino and the dolphins i was at that game you were at that game palo alto california not the 49ers stadium but still in the area this is the first time a team in their own home stadium and it's against the Chiefs, the defending champs. Jason, uh, great, as you mentioned, great on-paper matchup for this thing and great storylines. Yeah, I mean, everything intersects. I mean, you talk about, you know, you start with Mahomes and you start, you know, start with Brady, you know, the greatest quarterback of all time against the guy who's trying to, will try to take that 
title from him, you know, hopefully one day. I don't know that anybody's ever going to get close to 10 Super Bowl appearances again, but certainly Patrick Mahomes is on to the right start. Spagnola against Brady, Arians, you know, trying for his first title, Reed trying to go back to back after waiting 20 years to do it. Um, the pass rush of the Buccaneers against the injury, uh, injured offensive tackles from Kansas City. Like, I mean, it, it's a phenomenal thing to watch. Um, you know, the changeover of the Buccaneers from a year ago at this time to where they are now, essentially because of one player, right? I mean, one guy makes that big of a difference. So, I mean, there are some fantastic storylines here. Um, I, but I really, it really comes down to Mahomes and Brady because I really want to know how geeked up Mahomes is going to be to try and get a little revenge for that AFC championship game from two years ago. I'm sure he remembers those three straight third and 10 plays. And that's probably stuck in his craw because they should have won that game, but they let the Patriots get away. Well, and it's a good point because the Patriots won the head to head matchup with the chiefs two years ago in the AFC title game, then won the whole thing. And then a year ago, the Titans took care of new England in the opening round. New England never played Kansas city. Kansas city goes on to win the whole thing. So I, you know, uh, you can play up as much as you want. Hey, he's never beaten Tom Brady in a playoff game. They did win a championship last year. Enough of me. Ryan Kramer to you. How excited as we're approaching Sunday in Super Bowl 55 are you for all the storylines and the matchup? It's funny because coming into this playoff season and even the Super Bowl, one of the things we kind of reflected back on is how much the gambling industry has changed even this past year. Uh, with the amount of props you can bet on week to week. And, and kind of coming into the Super Bowl, it was like, is it going to be the same? Is that like 57-page PDF still going to be the same burn? And it has been, honestly. Like, even though it's the chalkiest of chalk, it's Tom Brady, it's Patrick Mahomes, it's Chiefs, it's Buccaneers. Like, when you dive into the specific matchups, when you dive into the numbers, something about the way the both of these teams kind of spread out the distribution of how they play presents this amazing gambling opportunity where you could easily find say 10 20 or even like we've done on the sports gambling podcast 30 props that we like uh because there's so much scattered value you can kind of lean into an opinion and so to answer your specific question this is the game we all needed to see now some of us were were stubborn and maybe didn't think tom brady was going to get it done a uh, little pulling back the curtain, TJ, the, my better half. And now kids are all Tampa Bay fans. They were, they were, they were, I was, I was losing the battle already as a Giants homer, but boy, this uh, getting to the Super Bowl, they're in on Tom Brady. I'm in on Tom Brady. So I'm excited to see it. Cause like you said, this is kind of the last bit of revenge Patrick Mahomes has. And if he can take down Tom Brady, that certainly is a good way to catapult a potential Hall of Fame career going forward. All right. Interesting on a couple of fronts. I mean, number one, Jason should know this. Uh, listeners on the Sports Gambling Podcast, they love the hashtag DGENs only for degenerates only. So it, it does not surprise me in the least. You guys have 57 different prop angles and parlays and whatever on the Sports Gambling Podcast on the Super Bowl. More on that in a few moments. Um, Jason, as I made mention, and I'll share the screen again here and we'll plug away for your book that you wrote about uh, John Elway 
and um, his autobiography, his, his autobiography out this past fall. No, just a bi- just biography, not biography, not his autobiography, <laughs> the biography that you wrote about him. Thank you for the correction. No um, when you talk about going back to back, all right, the last two teams to go back to back, New England with Tom Brady and John Elway. Question to you. Uh, Mahomes has a chance to do this. How is it similar? Uh, he's not as old as what Elway was at the end of his career, and certainly Brady was in about the same range, a third- or fourth-year quarterback going back-to-back, so there's a difference between those two. But how similar, how different is Mahomes going uh, for the the back-to-back like Elway did in the late 90s and like Brady has done as the last team to do it in 03 and 04? I would say this. I think it's similar to Elway in that Elway at the end of his career finally had a team where he had a coach who surrounded him with talent and said, look, we're going to take your talents and do everything we can to augment that, whether that's the blocking scheme that they had, which you know was controversial at the time, whether it was getting a, a running back like Terrell Davis, getting a Rod Smith, getting an Ed McCaffrey, Shannon Sharp, right? Um, that's something that did not happen in Elway's first basically – 13 years of his career, he was not surrounded by high caliber players. Basically, Dan Reeves for 10 years said, look, we got you, go out and win it for us, right, Um, in the fourth quarter. We're going to run, we're going to run, we're going to play ball control, but if it's a close game, you go win it, which is how he sort of ends up with that captain comeback uh, style in the early part of his career. When Brady wins back-to-backs, again, not the most talented team, but really more of a defense-oriented team, those first three titles and it was more ball control. I mean, obviously the Carolina game, they kind of open it up and score a lot of points in that game. And he's starting to start to see glimpses of him as an offensive juggernaut that play out the rest of that decade. But the way that they mostly won those first two titles, or I mean, those back-to-back titles with, with Brady was defensive oriented. So that to me, Mahomes right now is a little bit more like Elway. In fact, they're much more similar as players, period, if you look at their athletic genius. But Elway had to wait a long time where Mahomes has had the convenience of having Tyreek Hill and Travis Kelsey and all the other weapons that he has around him. No doubt. Ryan, same kind of thing to you here. I mean, obviously, Elway was older. The uh, The anniversary of the Super Bowl back-to-back win against the Falcons was last Sunday. That was his final game. He retired after that. Brady, Brady was much younger going back-to-back. Amazing, though, that out of all the guys that had chances, whether you're talking about Russell Wilson or uh, Ben Roethlisberger, anybody winning a Super Bowl over the course of the last 10 years or so, nobody's been able to go back-to-back. What about Mahomes and the chances to do it? Ryan Kramer. I mean, I think Jason nailed a lot of the points, right? Like he kind of joined a team that was already ready. Um, You know, they were ready. They showed they were ready by being pretty good with Alex Smith, who's the ultimate gatekeeper in the the National Football League. And I think, you know, you look at the list, there aren't even that many teams that played for multiple Super Bowls. So like when you when you you prune out this list of quarterbacks that are having opportunities to go for back to back. Yeah, I mean, it certainly is a legacy uh, stamper, I guess. And and I think, you know, specifically in the way that he's doing it, we kind of have this long-running debate between uh, ourselves and and Colby Dant of the college experience where, like, who's better, John Elway or Tom Brady? It's the ultimate, like, team versus just gifted talent conversation. And I think a little bit, you know, people will throw shade at Patrick Mahomes because of the team around him. But uh, to the comment, you, I liked how you, you put it, athletic genius. 
there's something about the way that he plays football that's just special. And sure, it helps to have Andy Reid, and sure, it helps to have that offensive uh, just covered, stocked full with talent. But you still got to get it done. And so at the end of the day, I, I love his chances. But as you know, TJ, uh, hard for me to bet against Brady because we know Eli isn't coming out of the tunnel for the Kansas City Chiefs. <laughs> and he says that as a Giants guy. That's the voice of Ryan Kramer, Sports Gambling Podcast, and uh, on social media at Kramer Centric. Love those guys, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Jason Cole also with me as well, national football writer, author, pro football Hall of Fame voter. More on that in a second. Uh, find him at Jason Cole 62 on Twitter as well. Again, if you're only hearing us on the audio version of the podcast, come find the YouTube Roundtable Super Bowl Preview Edition. Uh, see TJ with the Buccaneers Super Bowl hat from Super Bowl 37 and the shirt that I'm pimping. I'm macked out. I get to work a game at Raymond James Stadium for Super Bowl 55 as part of Buccaneers Radio. I don't know what to do with myself between now and Sunday. Uh, as I mentioned, Jason, uh, the Pro Football Hall of Fame, it has been odd. It has been crazy. Uh, it has been awful with a lot of the restrictions and the, and the guidelines and COVID-19. So the Pro Football Hall of Fame vote that would typically go on on the Saturday before the Super Bowl, the meeting would happen, the vote would happen. It is different now because the vote has already happened. It happened virtually yes. previously. So take us through uh, a little bit of this. Uh, I'm sharing with the audience uh, here about the Pro Football Hall of Fame finalists. We see it. Uh, up on the screen right now, if you're with us on the YouTube, Peyton Manning, uh, Charles Woodson, Calvin Johnson, Jared Allen are all of the first time uh, ballot uh, individuals that made it as finalists. There are 15 total finalists. But Jason, take us through how odd, just real quick, the process has been, because instead of the Saturday prolonged lengthy meeting, you guys did this virtually previously and did the voting and it's been different and it, and it was different in this case. Yeah, I mean, um, it's actually a little bit more orderly than we usually are. Um, maybe <laughs> not having us in the same room uh, prevented it from being a little bit of a frat party. Um, but I would say that it was a Zoom call. It was two weeks ago um, on a Tuesday. I think it was like the 15th, if I remember, or the 19th. I can't remember what day it was. Um, it was nine hours. And this is always an exhaustive process. I mean, it's, it really, really is difficult Um but, you know, at the end of the day, I think the arguments were the same that we usually have, um, especially when you've talked about guys like Tony Baselli so many times in the room, Alan Fanica so many times in the room. Um, you know, the discussion on Peyton Manning was literally seven seconds. Like, <laughs> right. I mean, and that was like five seconds too long. It should right. have just been, you know, say his name and look, like, let's move on. Um, but yeah, he's the one who's clearly obvious in this one. And Charles Woodson is a pretty strong bet. And Charles uh, Calvin Johnson is also um, a pretty strong bet in this one. There were a little more question about uh, Calvin Johnson. So I don't know that those are done. But, I mean, look, like, who's standing in the way of Peyton Manning, you know, getting in, into the Hall of Fame? So there are five spots when you look at it that way. Um, three of them are probably taken. At least two of them are most likely taken. And then it starts to get pretty difficult because you've got, you know, 12 or 13 guys left for two or three spots. And it, it, I mean, this is, this is always really, really, really hard because you've got 15 guys who all have a reasonable argument at the very least to get into the hall of fame. And we should make mention again, at the time that we're taping this, 
you don't know the results. They have not been tabulated. The voters right. do not know the results. You will not find out same way until Saturday. And then the Hall of Fame selectees will also be finding out on Saturday. Even though everything is spread out and everybody's virtual, they're holding to that. So don't don't be bugging. J- Jason doesn't know. We know Peyton Manning. You can't say that. I'll say Peyton Manning. You have a better chance of aliens showing up at halftime during the weekend show. And by the way, they probably have the prop on the sports. Game I want to ask Ryan, Ryan, what are, what are the odds on the alien thing? The alien, I don't know what the odds on the alien showing up at halftime of the show. What do you think? Would, would we put that at 101, say- uh, 10 million to one? What we put that at? No offense, TJ, but it is a, this event is occurring in Florida, so I would say that that increases the odds. Perhaps it's a fifty to one dog. I, you know, number one, baby. We are number one, Florida. Yeah, Florida's baby. got it all. Uh, yeah. Uh, so yeah, but I mean, you got a better chance of that happening than Peyton Manning not being in virtually Correct. unanimously. Uh, yes. But they will all find out uh, coming up, and some very interesting uh, names and debates, as you mentioned, with two, Tony two Buccaneers. Give me a couple of them. Go. Yeah. Well, you got two Buccaneers. You got you know Rondé Barber and and John Lynch. And I mean, I think Rondé's probably most likely going to have to wait a, a couple of years to get his chance. I think there's a really good argument for Rondé. But John Lynch, this is the eighth time we've had him in the room and, as a finalist. And you know, I I really believe in John Lynch that he deserves to be in. I think that this was probably the the most the best discussion about John Lynch that we've ever had. Um, I don't want, I can't share what anybody else's thoughts were, but one of the right. lines I had is, you know, we're torturing this man at a certain point. You know, when you keep bringing him back and bringing him back and bringing him back and you keep telling him like, you're in the discussion, you're worthy of a very strong consideration. And then you just keep like passing on him. Like to me, that's just, that's wrong. It, it's wrong at a certain point, either he's in or he's not. Right. Um, you keep bringing him to the so doorstep saying you're a finalist, but then you're not good enough for the fifth year, the eighth year. Are you really a finalist? Are you hey, really a Hall of Famer? There's only one other person who's ever gone through this. I can't remember who it was, but that person eventually made it. Was it Art Monk? But, Art Monk no, was there over Art and over Monk. again, right? I, I, I should have looked it up. I can't. I, it, they, it's okay. We, we've had it. Was, he was a finalist like nine or ten straight years and then finally oh. made it. But again, and I'm, and John Lynch is so classy about this. And, and, you know, like I have my own bias because he went to Stanford. I went to Stanford, that whole thing. But, you know, he's so classy. He never wants to say anything, but you can see the hurt in his eyes. When he shows up, he'll show up at that Friday luncheon that they usually have. Now, we're not having it this year, but, you know, the Hall of Fame puts on a luncheon, a gold jacket luncheon, and all those guys come in and they invite all the guys who are finalists. And John shows up and, you know, he sees the voters and it's just like wincing in pain. It's like, you know, like that. And you just kind of go, John, I feel so bad. I'm sorry that you're having to go through that's, this. Again. By the way, that's a typical reaction whenever Cole is around that people are wincing and not. Well, yeah, they've been doing that for know. 30 years since I started covering the NFL. That's true. But usually it was because I was a bearer of bad news, um, which I was the bearer of bad news. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, look, it's, it's just hard when you're dealing with guys who you know are right on sure. the cusp. But there are always, you know, those guys who were first ballot guys. You know, last year was Troy Palomalu. This year, we've got two or three guys who are very strong first ballot Hall of Fame type of guys. And you got and you got guys like Charles Woodson, like you mentioned, Clay Matthews, the longtime Cleveland Brown, is a first time finalist. All of them being debated. Uh, I know my in laws are humongous Zach Thomas fans from the Miami Dolphins. So uh, and, we'll, and, and I am too because I covered so them. It was great. You can't, but you can't put everybody in. That's the other thing. If you only have, five it's going to be a great debate since we have Ryan on here. Yeah, the good Ryan. When Eli Manning comes up, mm-hmm. oh no, 
Now there's a reaction. That's a that's a great reaction. Eli Manning. So I have my thoughts, but yes, Ryan, yes or no, Eli Manning Hall of Fame, real quick. What do you say, Ryan Kramer, Sports Gambling Podcast? So one of the things that I stumbled into, which I probably already knew, but uh, only quarterback from the NFC to play for two Super Bowls or to, to, to win two Super Bowls and definitely even play. I think it's just him and Russell Wilson. If you look at the past like 15 years, uh, here's the thing. Only five people have won the Super Bowl MVP twice. And while it's easy to remember the defense kind of carrying the load in that first run, Eli still showed up. Uh, especially against your Bucks on that run, TJ, if you remember. But the second go about, people seem to have forgotten that Eli Manning carried that team and that offense to a Super Bowl. So, you know, look, I'm a Giants fan. I think there's something poetic to someone playing their entire career for one team. I think there's something poetic about being one of the five humans on the planet that have two Super Bowl MVPs. So I think it's going to be hard for him to knock it in. Also, he has the name Manning. Uh, that being said, I think when you look at the numbers and you look at even measure him against his peers, Ben Roethlisberger, Philip Rivers, it's hard to really see anything that Eli has done to stand wait, out okay, other than wait, wait, I'm not in the room. Than, I'm not in the room, but we cannot have the name Philip Rivers in the sentence with Eli Manning, who's won two Super Bowls and won two MVPs. I know there's a love fest for Philip Rivers. He ain't on the same line with the guys that have won the big one and won the MVP. So if we're gonna if we're gonna name names, Roethlisberger is fine. Again, I'm not a Hall of Fame voter. Cole just loves to sit back and listen to radio so, guys. And so the question, yeah, the question is, TJ, if if you're setting the over under of Hall of Famers that come out of that quarterback class, and of course we know JP Lossman isn't gonna cut get there. Uh, <laughs> it's, if you set it, finest. <laughs> if you set it to one and a half. Are you going oh, – Big Ben's in. I think we all can agree Big right. Ben's a Hall of Famer. But, you know, look, Eli played in New York. Eli's going to get in, and I think that's the thing is it, I think people will begrudgingly let <sighs> him in almost. You know what I mean? Like it will be the – he's a Manning. He won two Super Bowls, and he played for the Giants. Hard to not see him getting in. That being said, I am very intrigued. I can't wait – what is it, four more years when he goes on to the ballot because – it's going to be the, one of the more intriguing debates we've seen in some time. And who else is around him, too? That's another part of this as well, Jason. Can, right? I, can I make sure. one point about Eli? Yeah. And, and look, I do. I agree that Eli, I think, was going to eventually make it. I don't know if he'll make it on the first ballot. I don't know who else is going to be on the ballot at that point. That, that all weighs into it, right? Um, sometimes you can get in on the first ballot, like a Marcus Allen, because it was not the greatest-looking ballot in the world, right? There was a lot of offensive linemen. And if you go back and look at that class, there was a lot of offensive linemen. Um, so who knows exactly how it's going to play out. I would just say this about Eli, and I've said it many times. Um, you know, he was great in those playoff runs. He was the trigger man. Um, the defense played its role and was really important. He made key plays. You talked about that Tampa game where he was just dialed in that whole game. Not, not the greatest Tampa team in the world, but it was a road win. Got him going. So he did his part. And, and if you're a Giants fan – you can always look at Eli Manning and say he held up his end of the bargain because you won two Super Bowls during his career. And that's what you can go for. But I always look at Eli and especially compared to his brother, and I say he played a lot of his career as if he had just rolled out of bed on a Saturday after a mega kegger at the, at the frat house. Okay. <laughs> and, and there were just, there were, there were games where it would be just awesome. 
and like the the beer had done its job and then there were days where it was like five interceptions and you go that dude is hung over right like just <laughs> it looked like that and and you guys are laughing because I know you agree. Well, especially because how do you Kramer, analyze? How do you analyze that? Right, Kramer had him half the time at minus six or minus three and a half with the Giants, and he's ready to put his fist through the TV when he was watching those games you're talking about. I just come back to one thing: the the playoff wins. Uh, I mean, he won two NFC title games on the road in overtime. You can talk about the defense and the circumstances. I was, cetera, I was at that you, Green Bay game. I yeah. was at that Green Bay game against against Favre. He was brilliant in that game. And again, he had these moments and you just sit there and go, why wasn't more of the career like this? Right. right. Like, why didn't we get like, why didn't we get 80, 20 of this rather than 20, 80, but the 20 might be, is probably enough. Probably you know? is enough. And one more probably on this before we move on and get out of here with a couple of more fun things about the, uh, the Super Bowl present day, Super Bowl 55. Again, Tony Romo, uh, fantastic on the air with CBS. Love the commentary. Please, for the love of all that's holy, don't talk about Hall of Fame with a guy that won one playoff game in his career if we're going to keep Eli Manning out. And I'm not on the Manning payroll. I mean, I look, I'm miss. not a Romo guy. I mean, look, I, I, Tony Romo is a really good dude. And and he's, he's you know, one of those guys, he remembers your name. He treats you really well. I'm not, I'm not disputing this, but he's not a Hall of Famer. Thank you. He's just not. And one playoff win. And so, look, he's not. Look, TJ, you don't have to convince me. No, I know that. I'm saying to the audience. Yeah, right. I mean, (laughs) look, he's a really good dude, but and he compiled some nice looking stats. He's Danny White, (laughs) right? Yeah, Danny White with a better personality. Yeah, and Danny White probably won more than one playoff game too. By the way, well, I don't even know if he did or not. It doesn't matter because, but he's not in the Hall of Fame, and he's not going in the Hall of Fame. Philip Rivers has a better argument to get into the Hall of Fame. Than, than Tony Romo. I, and I love Tony Romo. He's fantastic at what his job is. He's self-deprecating. I like to listen to it. All, it's, it's all fun. Yes. But he's not a Hall of Famer. He's Boomer Esiason with a better sense of humor. Uh, and Boomer did get to a Super Bowl, by the way, too. All right. Uh, sports Gambling Podcast, as we mentioned, you've got the prop bets up. Ryan Kramer, we're looking here for a, pre, uh, a plug on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. We've only got a few moments left here in our YouTube roundtable segment. Give me a, a prop or two. I know you, you're doing a lot of vast research. Give me a prop or two that you really like out of Super Bowl 55 here, please, if you would. I'll give you, I'll give you two. I'll give you one that's more of a mathematical approach, and that's just taking both quarterbacks to have their first pass be incomplete. Uh, both quarterbacks, Tom Brady's is plus 150. Patrick Mahomes is plus 180. The, the math here just simply suggests if you combine their completion percentage that we're going to see – uh, we're going to see 57% of the time where you're going to hit one or the other or both, which means you're going to profit. Uh, on the other side, if, you, if you're looking to maybe be a less less of a let, let's go buy a CD and turn uh, turn a 3% return, if you want to juice up uh, the returns a little bit and say you like the bucks, let's talk about how we can get a better price for your money than betting the money line at plus 140, plus 150, than taking the three points. Listen, Tom Brady's never won a Super Bowl by less than three points. Let's juice that line up. Tampa Bay Bucks minus two and a half, protect ah. ourselves against the push, plus 180. So now you're getting 1.8 to one on your money. Another way to play it, quite simply, Tom Brady to win the MVP. Not sure I can find a narrative where the Bucks win and he doesn't get the MVP. And if that happens, you can get plus 210 on your money. So again, if you're looking to bet the Bucks and you want to do a little, have a little bit more fun with it, 
The last thing I'll say, because I'm a big Ronald Jones guy. I know you think Fournette's the guy more. I think Ronald Jones, his ability to be a power running back in that kind of offensive line, defensive line matchup, Ronald Jones to rush for 50 yards in Tampa Bay to win the game, 5-1, to one, TJ. And that, that's if you really want to push the chips to the center of the table, that's the way I would play it. Listen to those props. These guys are all over it on the Sports Gambling Podcast. Ryan Kramer with them. I, I love this, and I've, I've already made mention that I was going to say this when you came on, that I had a dark horse uh, for MVP. Devin White, the second-year linebacker, is 40-1 to 1, last I checked. At most places, he's 35 or 40-1 to 1 to win the MVP award. He has been coming on like gangbusters. Uh, 15 tackles in the NFC Championship game and a fumble recovery. That if you're Just a fun play. Devin White to win the MVP, and there have so, been defensive guys that have uh, that have won. In fact, the last time the Super Bowl, uh, in fact, two times ago that the Super Bowl was in Tampa when the Ravens won, I think Mr. Cole was there, I was yep. there against someone's Giants. Sorry, Ryan Kramer. Ray Lewis was the MVP in the uh, I, in the defensive masterpiece by the Ravens. So, quick nugget on that, actually. Uh, so, Justin Tuck, if you remember, against Tom Brady and the Patriots when they were undefeated, had a marvelous game, still didn't get the MVP. So I like the angle. Maybe if you want to play the Devin White angle, I'm prepared with real degenerate props here, TJ. Devin White to have the first interception is 40 to 1. And, and you know, <laughs> could you see a pass tipped over the middle to Kelsey, a pass tipped over the middle to someone else? Uh, Devin White flashes in front, grabs it. 40 to 1, that's a fun payoff. I love all the props, the degenerate props, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Mr. Cole, yes, you have one you like? You have I'm going to add? say, like, if, if the Bucks are going to win this game, yeah, I mean, certainly Brady is is a huge, you know, favorite to win the MVP. But I think that Shaq Barrett or JPP have to be the guys who have to come up with a couple of sacks or a strip sack or force, a, force an interception. You know, one of those guys – like for MVP, I mean, I think Devin White's not a bad bad play, but given the matchups and given the importance of getting to Mahomes and getting him on the ground and the fact that they're, I think they're going to blitz less than they usually do. They'll selectively blitz in, in positive situations. Like you won't have a third and 15 with only four guys coming this time. You'll have the third and 15 and, bring the, and Todd Bowles will bring the extra guy in that kind of situation just to get him on the ground. But to me, it's it's one of those two end guys, basically. Because um, Justin Tuck, and you're right, Ryan, he was brilliant in that game. I remember I thought about him in that game. Should he be the MVP? But, you know, it's just hard for an inside guy when you're covered up most of the time and you're just – you're really just getting in a guy's face and you're not necessarily getting him on the ground. The other guys, I think, have a chance to get him on the ground. So those guys are interesting plays, too. We shall see what happens, by the way. And- Go ahead. And fun ways to ca- I'll just really quick fun ways to cash in on that. You could take Tampa over two and a half sacks. That's a plus one fifteen proposition. You can also get really crazy. Shaq Barrett over a half sack for the game is plus three hundred. JPP over a half sack for the game is plus four hundred. And if wow. you really want to have some fun, Nindamik and Sue, who might have some one on one matchups, six to one to get a sack. I like all of that. By the way, when the Buccaneers did win their one and only Super Bowl, their one and only appearance, Dexter Jackson, safety, had two interceptions in the first half, two of the five against Rich Gannon. Talk about bad Super Bowl memories. And he was the MVP as a defensive player. We'll see what happens. I agree. 
on face value if the if the Bucks are winning Tom Brady if he does much at all is more than likely the MVP and what a storybook ending uh, that will be we got to get out of here in a moment or two here let me plug again uh, for my guys you've been hearing from Jason Cole as part of what we're doing check him out right here on social media Jason Cole 62 there he is right there follow him along including everything about the Elway book a relentless life which is out right now Jason book I know did very well around the holidays but we're kicking it back up here because again he's one of the last quarterbacks back-to-back Super Bowl wins read all about it in the book right Elway a relentless life real quick right Jason absolutely a wonderful book I had so much fun took me five years to research and write um really one of one of my favorite events as a writer and by the way on my on my Twitter profile talking about Dwight Smith talking about uh gambling and how Vegas um turned the always turns the Super Bowl winner that was an interesting conversation on WDAE in Tampa this morning Oh so yes, gam- gamblers uh, should go should go check out that one. Yeah, Dwight Smith from the Bucks, who had two pick sixes off Rich Gannon in that Super Bowl, was on local radio in Tampa midweek talking about the NFL and how the Super Bowl is fixed, et cetera, and serious and meant it. And so. <laughs> Just to something to stir it up midweek, whatever it's worth. Although I don't know how much they questioned him on. So in other words, your pick sixes were fixed as well as part of that. He but, was, he was, he was nuts. It was just nuts. To there you go. To. There's the show. It, it, it was fun listening. It was good radio on that. Ryan Kramer. Uh, And the Sports Gambling Podcast, there are my dudes, Ryan and Sean, on the Sports Gambling Podcast. You find them at Gambling Podcast on social media, uh, sportsgamblingpodcast.com, Gambling Podcast uh, as well, Sports Gambling Podcast on YouTube. There's the YouTube show, Ryan and Sean, breaking down everything with Super Bowl 55. And again, they do a great job uh, helping us out, helping us promote on Three Dog Thursday. I love the fact brother Kramer, that you are on board with my Buccaneers as the underdog, uh, as the Bucs have been the underdog each of the last two times now with the Saints and the Packers. Viva la Buccaneers as the underdog in Super Bowl 55. Guys, final thought, any final thought? Uh, Ryan, you first here before we get out of here for Super Bowl 55. Talking about the, you know, gambling, the game being fixed. I would just advise that you ask me my opinion on that after the game, and I'm sure I'll either even love the output or think it was totally fixed. No, I, I, I would say I'll leave you with a final score, TJ. I, I do think I do think this game is going to start slow. It's going to finish fast. I'll crowbar on another prop. Second half to have more points than first half. That should be a fun one. Final score, Tom Brady and the Bucks get it done 34-29. to 29. How about that? Oh, 34-29. I like a high score. You always got to be weird. You always got to like be it. weird with the guys have all the angles and all the, all the analytics <laughs> and all the algorithms to come up with it. Uh, Jason Cole, final thought before we get out of here for Super Bowl 55 and the, uh, and the whole weekend. I, you know, I, look, this is the end of an amazing season that the NFL deserves a lot of credit for. I don't think Roger Goodell is getting enough credit along with Jeff Miller. Amen. Who handles their health and safety. I know that that's kind of boring for fans, but look, they got this season through this is a minor miracle, you know, that they, they were able to play all 256 games, get them through the playoffs with no really major incidents other than Denver having to play without a quarterback one week, which was their fault. Um, you know, th- this is amazing. The ambiance of this game, TJ, I am really looking forward to hear what the feeling is like in this Super Bowl and the energy is like in this Super Bowl compared to others, because this, like, I think to have that feeling where you feel like you're being shot out of a cannon, you know, not the cannon at, at <laughs> the Stadium, but right. 
a cannon just generally how guys describe it, you know, coming through that tunnel and that kind of electricity. I just wonder how this Super Bowl compares to that and whether guys are, are that that amped up when it's, what, 22,000 people in the stands? Yeah, it's going to be different, about a third of what would normally be there. Right. And I've, I've been in that stadium 200 times. And, Jason, you've been there a bunch working Buccaneer games. And now this one is for the whole thing, but it's weird how it's going to be for the whole it's thing. It's a preseason attendance. <laughs> I'll report back about all of it. Uh, and again, we worked uh, seven of the eight home games this year had some fans at them. And a lot of the, the, the games had no fans at them, but seven of the eight Buccaneer games had fans at them. So we've gotten a little used to this. So I'll report back on how all of it is for Super Bowl 55. Again, Jason Cole, love his insight. The Elway book is Elway, A Relentless Life. Go find that wherever you find books, amazon.com and wherever you find books. Ryan Kramer, Sports Gambling Podcast. Boys, thank you for helping me preview Super Bowl 55 and much more here on the YouTube Roundtable and the Free Dog Thursday Podcast. And as I said at the outset, we're welcoming in our senior handicapper from MajorWager.com and Vegas Insider, Mr. Brian Edwards, who has been traveling. Uh, He has been in airports, plural, trying to get back to his home base in the panhandle of Florida after spending a little vacay time out in uh, out in beautiful Reno, Reno Tahoe uh, out there. Uh, How are you vacation man just before Super Bowl weekend and Super Bowl Sunday? I I know it's been a bit of a grind uh, with layovers and airports. Are you hanging in there? I'm hanging in there, man. I'm uh, doing well. Had a good time uh, in Tahoe. Got a ton of snow. The <laughs> tables were good to me, and um, I got no complaints other than. <laughs> so what you're to, saying uh, is you, my... you got your bankroll. You got your bankroll ready to go for this weekend and for Super Bowl Fifty Five. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah my, my uh, wallet is full, so I, I am dealing, coping with the uh, multiple layovers this afternoon. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing okay. All right. All good uh, on this. All right. So as I have mentioned uh, a bunch to the audience over the last couple of weeks, we're going to be talking more college basketball as we go along uh, here on Three Dog Thursday. But for these purposes, and because you've been traveling, we'll lay off the college hoops, even though there's a bevy of it. I'll just plug for the audience. Keep in tune with this man's social media at Vegas B. Edwards. Also, Major Wager Uno is the social media for uh, his site, MajorWager.com. Any college basketball tidbits, injuries, line movements, keep up with him on social media and MajorWager.com for the college hoops this weekend. In fact, there's going to be a couple of college basketball games on Super Bowl Sunday that we'll make mention of with some of the uh, cross-sport props that we're going to be doing. So stand by. Stand by for that here in a bit. But primarily, I want to talk to you about Chiefs and Buccaneers. We just spent a bunch of time in the podcast on the video roundtable with Jason Cole and Ryan Kramer, the Sports Gambling Podcast, talking up this Super Bowl. It is about to be here now as we've released the Three Dog Thursday podcast. Brian, what are your thoughts here as the Chiefs go for two in a row, Brady with his new team going for a seventh Super Bowl, the Bucks going for a second Super Bowl in their team history. What are your thoughts now that the game is approaching here, and how excited are you? I'm very excited, and I like the Bucks. Uh, four and one against the spread with three outright wins and five underdog spots uh, this year. I know that Kansas City has had its way with Tampa for most of the, of the regular season meeting. Uh, Tampa rallying late uh, to get it back to recovers a three and a half point underdog. Uh, I, I locked it in at plus three and a half last week, uh, but as long as it doesn't move to two and a half, which I don't see it doing, so uh, as long as you're getting three. 
Um, I like the Bucks, and uh, I just think they're playing well right now. Uh, I love how Brady's playing. Um, obviously, didn't play that well in the second half, but he was really nasty in the first half at Lambeau. And um, I just, I'm, I'm thinking Bucks and the Dogs. I, I think it's uh, or the underdog, uh, the underdog, excuse me. Um, and uh, I think that's how it's going to go. Brady's going to get another one, in my opinion. I think they're going to win outright. You're coming. You're coming right in, uh, singing my song here. As I was saying at the end of that podcast, obviously I am biased. I am partial. Uh, working for the Buccaneers radio broadcast, but I keep saying to everybody on all these radios, I'm, uh, interviews that I'm doing, and on this podcast, if you've been watching this team, they have picked up momentum, found their stride, won these games on the road. How much are you valuing how well Tampa Bay played four full quarters in New Orleans and in Green Bay for why you're going along with the Buccaneers here? Yeah, I mean, I think they've played a, a tougher. Um, they've had a tougher road than Kansas City, and uh, they've handled it brilliantly, uh, doing so on the road. And uh, I just think Brady's got it going real nicely uh, with Mike Evans and company. And uh, I think they will. Uh, I think I think they will cover and uh, win outright. So very interesting. I was talking earlier in the podcast. Uh, about some of these prop bets and long shot odds. Devin White, very interesting to me that he's 40 to 1 as the possible MVP. If you're trying to handicap, obviously Brady and Mahomes are the easy picks to go for the MVP. Do you have value on somebody else for the Buccaneers because you believe the Bucs are going to win the game to win the MVP award? Maybe a Chris Godwin. Maybe, uh, I don't know that Gronkowski gets it. Maybe a Leonard Fournette might be a sneaky pick as the MVP to have a big game. What do you think about that prop situation for MVP? I mean, I like the number on Devin White. I mean, to make the argument that uh, in the Saints game, he might have been the MVP as uh, he was uh, accounted for two turnovers and certainly that key one, uh, the interception and the nice return that set him up for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. We've seen, uh, in fact, Tampa's only Super Bowl win from my hometown of Quincy, Florida. Dexter Jackson was the MVP yep. uh, in 03. So we've seen that happen. And uh, Devin White is an absolute beast. And, uh, yeah, I mean, he could have maybe won MVP if there was uh, one on the Saints game a few weeks ago. And again, Fournette, I'm looking at a couple of places, is either 25 or 30 to 1. I just, I mean, he's got a touchdown in three straight postseason games. He sure. might be sneaky. Uh, to, to get the MVP award, depending on what happens in this one. Uh, yeah, so very and interesting. The, the, those are the kind of props that I like, too. The ones with long odds, just do a small amount of money, and if you don't win it, you know, no sweat. You're going to have your big bet on whatever you like best, out of the over-under or KC and Tampa Bay. And for me, uh, it's Tampa Bay this week, but I, I like props where you don't risk juice and you can get a nice payout, like, such as, and I'm not against Leonard Fournette at 25 to 1. That is a good number. You know, and, and you've preached, you know, first half lines, this kind of thing, too, uh, to keep an eye on. We've talked about the over is, it's the second highest over total that there's ever been for a Super Bowl when it was around 57. In some places, it's now 56 and a half, or maybe even at, at a few, it'll be 56 by game time. I, I like a lot of scoring in this game, Brian Edwards, MajorWager.com. What about you? Do you like a high-scoring Super Bowl 55? Yeah, I think it's going to be high scoring, but I, I'm a, I don't want to play the over. It's just it's it's so high. You know, you get a, some sustained drives in the red zone, and then you end up with field goal attempts. Um, it, it could easily go under, and you know, uh, 
So what did they have? 51, 27, 24 in the regular season meeting. So they didn't get that high. I mean, yeah, I mean, I love the offensive weapons on both teams, but uh, I, I'm not interested in the total. Um, I'm just going to be rolling with the Bucks. All right, interesting on uh, that. And, and on that point, so much is being made of the first meeting. How much, when you evaluate this game, do you put stock in? Tyreek Hill obviously had an enormous game, 200 yards receiving in the first quarter, Brian, as we keep saying. And wow. the Chiefs got out to the 17 nothing lead. How much stock do you put into that to try to gauge this game? You obviously have said you believe the Bucks will win, but how, how much do you think the Bucks learned from that November loss, in your opinion? Yeah, I'm sure Todd Bowles will come at, come at uh, Tyree Kill with a, a different plan this time around. Um, but look, he, he's an explosive player, and he's going to make plays. And uh, you know, it, I, they I, they will have to uh, play better defense, uh, certainly on him, and just overall in this game. But I think they will. I think Bowles has had great game plans, certainly for the Packers at Lambeau, uh, had a great plan, and um, took care of business there. A few more moments with Brian Edwards, our senior handicapper, MajorWager.com, Vegas Insider. Again, I appreciate him making time for me during the layovers. He's still trying to get back home before we release the podcast on Thursday after he has been out and about in a little vacay. Stay safe with all the COVID-19 stuff and the restrictions, everybody wearing their masks and social distancing and good hygiene and all that. Um, legacies. Let's talk about if Brady does get this like you believe and I believe. That is seven Super Bowl wins it just adds to the ridiculous legacy but how much wilder that it's the first year after he leaves new england to win the whole thing if he gets this brian more on that please yeah and i mean uh, he'll be back next year as well i think his chemistry with his his talented wide receiver group is only going to get better i mean he's already the goat and uh, i saw what tony romo said uh, last week, not that it really matters, but I, I do kind of agree with it. If uh, if Mahomes ever wants to become the goat, and I think everybody would agree that he has the potential to do so, he really needs this one. So, um, uh, just another interesting layer on it. But but Brady is the goat for sure, and there's nobody in it, even a close second. Maybe it will be Mahomes a decade from now, but at this moment, nobody even I don't, close. I don't think anybody has real insight into how much longer. Brady will play. He says he believes he can play into his, uh, you know, 45 years old, another couple of more years. Uh, what percentage chance, if at all, I believe there is a chance he could walk away here and could say, I proved my point. I'm good. You don't sound like you believe that even at all, that he could walk away with a win Sunday night, Tom Brady? I don't think so, man. Uh, he, he just does a great job of, of staying healthy and, um, I don't think so, man. He seems to be having as much fun as always, and uh, I don't see that. I'd be pretty surprised if that happens. All right. Before Brian gets out of here, I love these cross-sport props. Always have for the Super Bowl. I mean, you can bet on all kinds of things, like how many goals will the Vegas Knights have in their uh, Sunday afternoon hockey game versus Mike Evans' receptions, things things like that uh, to pull out. In fact, I'll pull one of those from the PGA Tour because I'm big into golf, and I seemingly do this every year whenever we're talking about the props. Uh, one of the props that's up is Dustin Johnson, the Masters winner from back in November. He was also the PGA Tour playoffs winner, the FedEx Cup winner, a multi-time major champion, uh, arguably the, the best and hottest golfer on the planet. Um, he is playing in Phoenix in the Waste Management Open, again with the contingency that he has to make the cut. So the, uh, the prop is the number of birdies for Dustin Johnson, which is probably going to be that's a, that's a birdie course, 
depending on the weather, et cetera, probably going to be four or five birdies against Chris Godwin on receptions. Godwin's under over is about five and a half receptions. I, I may go more Godwin receptions here. I like him to get five or six catches. I think he might have more than the, than the Dustin Johnson birdies in the golf. Well, I know you're not a big golf guy, but I think Godwin could have a big game on the crossover sport prop here. Uh, we shall see. All I can say about Dustin Johnson is I love his wife. <laughs> Paulina. What's the prop on uh, on Paulina on Instagram, uh, especially at a Super Bowl party? Uh, well, I mean, they're restricting the number of people in that party atmosphere at the Waste Management Open in Scottsdale. It's usually bananas, but they're not going to have that many people there this time for that. We'll see if Dustin Johnson can contend. He hasn't played in that tournament, by the way, in eight years, but he's getting in a round. He's getting in a, he's getting in a tournament right now. Uh, before they come east. So in any event, uh, one more that's interesting. We mix uh, college basketball prop with the Super Bowl. Villanova, I know, uh, is coming on strong right now in the Big East. Villanova playing Georgetown Sunday in a Big East game before the Super Bowl obviously kicks off. What about the prop, the Nova points scored against Georgetown, the total number of points scored by Villanova, or the combined pass attempts of Mahomes and Brady. What were you telling me, Villanova, right now, averaging around what per game in points scored, Brian? 79 points per game going into the St. John's uh, game tonight. And Georgetown's not very good, so I think uh, Villanova could could be 80-plus points. And uh, I'm not looking at, uh, you know, averages for how many attempts that Brady and Mahomes have, but I would think we're going to be in the area of 40 apiece. So I think this is a good, uh, <laughs> pretty a pretty good cross prop. I, I may need to stay close. away. May need to stay away from that one because it could be about even if, a, you know, if Villanova gets to 85 points or Brady and Mahomes going to throw it combined 85 times. That's a fun one to uh, to keep an eye on here as part of Super Bowl 55. All right, uh, so so you're just going to say one more time, you're, you're all over the Bucks. no in-game possibilities here. Might you take a look at the Bucks in the second half on the second half line, which you've done on some of these playoff games, depending on what it is? Uh, well, sure. If, if Kansas City has a, a decent lead and, you know, you can get the, the Bucks, uh, uh adjusted from halftime or in game at plus seven or more, I would be interested in that. And, you know, I said I wasn't interested in the total, but if, uh, you know, if they come out and don't have much scoring early and you can lock in the over in the mid to upper forties in game, uh, that, that would be attractive. All right. We will see how it plays out. You know, where my allegiance lies. You've just heard Brian Edwards talk all about it. Tell them more again through your social media, your site, et cetera, how they find out more of your great information, Brian, go ahead. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Vegas uh, B. Edwards, and uh, all my picks are at VegasInsider.com and uh, content at MajorWager.com. And uh, I like Alistair Overeem in the UFC main event. They're back in Vegas on Saturday night. Uh, he's 4-1 and one in his last five fights. Uh, the last three years, the only loss, he was four seconds away from winning a lopsided decision, and uh, a Rosenstrike got him with a, a KO that – uh, made his look look awfully bad. That might ring a bell to some that saw the highlight. But other than that, you know, Overeem is four and one with four knockouts in his last five octagon appearances, and he's a plus one sixty dog Alexander Volkov mm. on Saturday night. So Overeem as a uh, underdog in the headliner. The man's even handing out a UFC underdog in addition to my B U C C A N E E R S Go Bucks as the underdog. Hey, they were an underdog in the, in the Superdome with the Saints. They were an underdog at Lambeau Field. I love them being an underdog here again. Keep counting them out. 
even at home, to watch what Brady does. Brian, thank you. Enjoy the Super Bowl. Safe travels, my friend. Finishing off the last leg of your journey. I appreciate you hanging with me here on Three Dog Thursday as always. I appreciate the extra effort. My man, thanks. Uh, enjoy it, as always. All right, there is Brian Edwards. My thanks also on the roundtable to Jason Cole, national football writer with the Elway Book. Uh, A Relentless Life. Also, Ryan Kramer, Sports Gambling Podcast, our guys that help promote us through sportsgamblingpodcast.com and the network of shows. Uh, We appreciate Ryan and Sean Green very much uh, with the Sports Gambling Podcast. That'll do it. Bucks and Chiefs are Sunday night in Super Bowl 55. I'm looking for a Buccaneer win. We'll be talking all about it next week as part of the only digital radio show that's devoted exclusively to those underdogs. Subscribe away to Three Dog Thursday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get the podcast. Subscribe away. We're done for now. Enjoy the big game, and thank you for being with us on Three Dog Thursday. Bye. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier has arrived on Disney+. Plus. The world is upside down. We can't lose this fight, Bucky. If we do this, we're going to do it our own way. Experience the six-episode event. We're partners, co-workers. Not necessarily the team. No. We look damn good. Marvel Studios' The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, now streaming only on Disney+. It's finally spring, and I'm saying goodbye snow, hello adventure. And during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event, you can get epic deals on your favorite Honda model. Ready to get rugged? Then take the off-road in an all-wheel drive Honda SUV, like the CRV, HRV, Pilot, Passport, or redesigned Ridgeline. Want to take a spring road trip? Then check out a fuel-efficient turbocharged Civic or Accord. Say goodbye to winter and hello to a new Honda. Don't miss huge savings during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event. Now at your local Honda dealer.